Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. Welcome back, film fans, to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me to the left, cackling Drew Douglas. It's January. No, it's not January. Not yeah, it's y- January. Yeah, I guess so. This is actually one of those like awkward podcast releases where it's more or less either your last or your f- of 2019 or your first of 2020. Are you excited for 2019 to be done? Um, I haven't thought about it. Ooh. It doesn't mean anything to me. I've I've kind of felt the same way. It's just, um, I mean, it's not good or bad, but some years you feel like it's really good. Some years it's really bad. But this was an up and down year. You got engaged. You that, ended that up proposing. Was, so that was one high. of the down things. Uh, ooh, I'm telling you, six months out, I'm I'm already. Every, when I think about it, I, I I get I start sweating. Do you sweat more thinking about that or how much Joker made at the box office? <laughs> Somebody literally wrote the other day on iTunes, this is a flawless film. Oh. <laughs> I can't. I am just stunned, but mark my words. You've heard it here first on Quality Check Podcast. I bet you anything Joker will make such a huge impression on the Academy. It may win best pick. It wouldn't surprise me at this point. I'm nervous, though. About the Oscars? No, my wedding. Are you are you more are you more nervous about the wedding or about the films that are coming out in 2020? There's some good ones in 2020. I'm excited, but we're not doing that today. Not yet. We're going to talk about January pop culture picks. Are you ready for January? It's kind of a stinker. Yeah, of a month. January's a stink. I, I hate January in general. Yeah, more than February. I, I think January basically I, up until April I hate, but bigger things are coming out in January, February, and March. Including a hidden M. Night Shyamalan film called Glass Part 2. Seriously? No, but I wouldn't doubt it. We do have Servant, which is out on, I think it's on Apple Plus right now. Have you watched any of that? I haven't. I need to. It looks really interesting. I've heard that I think it's the first two episodes are really good, really creepy. Follows in suit of what uh, M. Night's all about. Yeah, he's a creepster. I think season one is done. Oh, wow. That was fast. It seemed to fly by. There's some Apple shows that I want to watch, including our favorite scene. <laughs> I need to watch it. I am watching it. Well, film fans, thanks for joining us. If this is your first time, welcome. As Drew had mentioned, we're doing pop culture pickums for the month of January. We're in 2020. So we're sharing three things that we're most excited about, and we want to share the love with you. Not all of these will be movies, but... I think we should kick things off. Before we do, I just wanted to mention there are two that made the list for runner-ups. You could say it's honorary mentions for what my our picks are. 
Um, I've got the Golden Globes. I'm excited because normally I don't watch award shows, but this year I feel like with the Globes, it could end up revealing what films or what actors, actresses will end up winning at the Academy this year. But I'm interested because if Joker does really well, I think that is a sign that it'll do really well with the Oscars as well. The other runner-up, Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 10 comes out. January? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I need to catch up. I didn't even watch Season 9. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. So. I started it, and I was, I was like, this is not funny. Yeah, I've heard a lot of mixed things, and actually they're all leaning toward the negatives on Curb. So I hope this is better. The trailer looks really good, and that has me excited that maybe, just maybe, They've been able to turn that ship around. Why don't you start us off with your third most anticipated pick for January? Numero three, the Michael Bayless Bad Boys for Life. That actually makes me kind of sad that Bay's not returning to it. January 17th, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, back for some fun. Don't you wish they call it something else other than Bad Boys for Life and say Bad Boys for Life for the fourth film? That would have been cool, but they said they swear up and down this is it. I hope they wait another 25 years after making this to make a fourth film. What if this movie makes 175 mil? (laughs) Well, you know, Bad Boys 2, which was peak Smith and Lawrence days, that made, what, 220? And it's two and a half hours long, too. Oh, this is sad because I don't really know if this... Well, I I, I don't want to reveal too much, but I don't think this movie will be a failure, but it's coming out in January when it's kind of a dead month. So I think it could, it, it'll do decent. I'll say decent. What, you know what the bu- budget is for this film? You know, I don't really know much about this movie. I don't even know, like I know who directed it, but I'm like, who are, I think it's their first movie. Hmm. Like, who are these guys? Yeah. That'll be interesting to see. It's bad boys in a retirement community. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much to say about any of these things. Because they're kind of bottom of the barrel. It's just like January. I don't care. Who cares about January? (laughs) Well, I found uh, three things going up the list that I'm kind of growing excitement for. The third is Dracula, the BBC-produced show coming out on January 4th on Netflix. Kind of mixed about it. Either it'll be great or it could really suck. Who's in that? Oh, suck. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have no idea. I just know that... BBC, it's it's maybe already out um, on the BBC, but we haven't seen anything but the trailer. And I, I'm I'm like I said, I have reluctant expectations for this, where it could be good, and I'm hoping it is, and maybe it'll turn into like a Sherlock type show. But I've kind of been anxious to see a modern Dracula type story, or at least an, an updated version. That's it. I would watch that if Stephen Knight did it. Or if Killian Murphy was Dracula. Ooh, yeah, I'd watch that. So what's your number two? Not a big Dracula guy. Yeah, I'm kind of so-so. It, it depends, but this looks like it could be a throwback of the old, was that Peter Cushing Dracula? Mm-hmm. Or Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing? So it looks like they may return to They're that They're back style. from the dead? Mm-hmm. Wow. De-aged. <sighs> Dead's Wonders. Number two, anything that has Kristen Stewart, it's going on my list. Oh. This is a little movie called Underwater, and I guess they awaken some beasts. I have no idea. It looks oh. cool, though. It looks like the abyss mixed with aliens. 
But it's from the guy that did this movie called The Signal with Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, did you ever see that? No. That was kind of <laughs> pooping. Well, great. <laughs> but it's got case two, so it goes on the list at number two. That almost made my list as well, but I decided to save that because I I figured that it'd be on yours. Instead, I went with a Guy Ritchie joint. Oh, oh, that's this month? Yeah. The Gentleman. Oh, I'm a freaking idiot. January 24th. Got Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnan. We've got... Uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah. Man, that movie looks like a blast. It does. It looks like Guy Ritchie returning to his roots in terms of gangster, like high energy, frantic action. Oh, man, it's got Hugh Grant. He's reprising mm -hmm. his role from uh, Nine Months with Julianne mm -hmm. Moore. And he's uh, now a, a father of six. And he's, and he's a gentleman. He's, he's returned as kind of this mentor to coach these other gentlemen. So Guy Ritchie, last great Guy Ritchie movie. Oh, man, that's tough. That's, we, did a, we did a Guy Ritchie top five. We did, yeah. I know, I got, it wasn't good, but I, I liked um, whatever the Sword in the Stone one was. Yeah, it was King Arthur. King Arthur. That was fun. That was actually a movie that... Even though it got slammed by critics, we both had fun with it. But last great Guy Ritchie movie, man, I started Aladdin over the weekend, and no joke, I got up after like 15 minutes. I, 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 I too started it, but I stopped because I was tired and haven't gone back to it. Yeah, and that was it. I, it wasn't like I hated it, but I thought, all right, well, I'll watch it. I'll get around to it eventually. Instead, I put on Watchmen. Oh, that's good. That's better pick. Yeah. But that's, that's my number two. The Gentleman. Well, I'm going to put that as like... Uh, like a 2A. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And scoots in Because I totally forgot about that. All right. Number one. I'm ready. HBO's The Outsider. Ooh, that's you, mine too. All right, good. <laughs> 10 episodes starts January 12th. An adaptation of the Stephen King novel that I didn't really love, to be honest. But this show looks freaking awesome. Uh, one of the writers, one of the main writers is acclaimed novelist and screenwriter Richard Price. I love him. And freaking Dennis Lehane's writing episodes. I, I'm so pumped. We've got Bateman, Mendelssohn, Cynthia Arrivo. Arrivo. Mm -hmm. I'm pumped. Hugh I'm, Grant's in there. He's reprising his role from nine months. It's again, incredible. It's going to time with a gentleman. I'm excited for this one. It's it's going to fill the void left behind from Watchmen. I, I really wonder if they'll try to expand The Outsider after this, or have they come out and said, this is a limited run, that's it, no more after 10? I believe that's the idea. Though if you read The Outsider, it's a, it's, it carries over characters from the Finders Keepers. Okay. Um, or the, the Hodges trilogy. I kind of wish they would tie that in, but then again, I don't know how the story plays out. I haven't read it. I haven't listened to the audiobook. I wonder if they're going to change it. Have some big. They always change it. They're going to have some big changes. Well, didn't you think that, from what I remember, the last like third of it gets really wacky and it started to lose you, or there was a change, there's a shift in the story. It was when they introduced characters from the Hodges trilogy. Okay. That I had to read because I hadn't finished that yet. I hadn't finished the third book, so that ruined something from that book. How that trilogy ends. So I had to, I finished the trilogy and then went back to it. I think the disruption kind of messed me up. The Outsider. I'm ready for it. No joke. Underwater was almost number one for me. So I know you mentioned this a couple of times. You don't know a lot about it other than we get T.J. Miller returning to the screen. Yeah, I guess he's been let out of uh, whatever jail they threw him in after all those Ooh. allegations. 
because he made wasn't it like a bomb threat or something I like that. He was being a pervert. Well, that plus I want to say he ended up like calling in as a joke or something. Now, I may be totally out in left field, but I guess since we're talking about the outsider, that plays into it. Yeah, it's weird that he he slapped all over the previews and stuff or the the poster. I was kind of surprised. I think he was also in a an animated film, and he was the voice. Well, he got cut from The Secret Life of Pets, too. That's right. I believe he was the main character. I can't wait for him to come back in Deadpool 3, which is apparently in production under Disney. And he got pwned for being a pervert. Allegedly. Are you a T.J. Miller fan or not, really? Indifferent. Not as much as Case Doom. No, I mean, no. (laughs) I still haven't seen Charlie's Angels, but it it literally lasted in our theaters for like a week and a half. Yeah. I think that was worldwide, though. Like is a distant memory that everyone feels like, wait, did that actually happen? Like that was already out. And I they cut it down to the screenings cut, got cut down to like one a day. And it was either like 930 in the morning or like 1205 at night. And I was like, I can't do that. I That's, can't do either of those. Well, it's crazy because there were, there was a string of movies like that. And I feel like Charlie's Angels was at the end of that run with several movies back to back weeks where they just kept flopping they were just hitting the ground harder than an olympian who can't dive (laughs) what but anyways that's going to do it for our picks for january (laughs) we hope that you're about to get wacky with us because coming up in the next podcast episode is going to be our high stakes film fantasy draft of 2020 part one that has a longer title than Birds of Prey, whatever else that follows that. The fantabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn or whatever. The highest stakes we've ever had. The punishment for this for losing, not going to be pleasant. And I'm not losing, baby. And you got you got to tune into that episode coming out next. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Don't forget that you can rate us and subscribe so that you know when a new Quality Check podcast episode goes directly into your pod player. You can follow us on Twitter at Quality Check Pod, on Instagram at Quality Check Podcast, or shoot us those emails to QualityCheckPodcast at gmail.com. Quality Check is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA.